Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Fields. And I'm Dave Guzman. Welcome to Practical Bass, where each week we pick a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and we examine it from a few different directions and hopefully pass on some wit and wisdom that will help you take your gigs and your gear to the next level. You can find us all over the web, all over the internet. Look for practicalbase.com. We would love to hear from listeners. We're always interested in your feedback, your tips, and any uh, questions that you have or suggestions for future topics. Uh, you can reach us through the contact form on practicalbase.com, or you can simply email us directly at podcast at practicalbase.com. And Dave and I receive all the email that comes there. We look at it uh, immediately. We'd love to hear from you, and and uh, and, and we will get back to you. Uh, please don't be shy about uh, passing on any sort of uh, feedback that you have about the show. Uh, you can also find us on social media. So if you go to Facebook or to Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus, if that is still working as of this as of this broadcast, <laughs> it may not be soon. Uh, uh, I think we even have a Tumblr, but look for Practical Base and you'll find us uh, listed that way. And we would love to hear from you there as well. We also hope that you will subscribe and share this podcast with your bass playing and just musician friends overall. Uh, we do try and cover topics that are interesting to uh, not just us bass players, but uh, other musicians out there as well. So we hope you'll feel free to pass on the love uh, to those that you care about. So Dave, I guess um, here's, here's the thing. So we've, we've, we've basically done another six months roughly of uh, podcasting and we're about ready, I think to wrap up season two. That's what, that's what this episode is, is for. Is that it? That's it, man. Yeah. Bye. That's it. Click. <laughs> Everyone's like, man, that was a short podcast. This is this was free, and I still don't feel like I got my money's worth. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Yeah, man. You know, we we when Dave and I started out this season, I think we had a little more of a plan than we did with season one, which was yeah. we were gonna try and go from April through end of September. Um and because of a couple for a couple reasons mm-hmm. uh we ran a little behind at the end of the season but one of the reasons for that was that we had a fantastic interview with our friend Ted Gould I hope people yeah. caught that uh just the last couple of weeks it, Ted is amazing and 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 I'm just going to remind people one more time since you know if they didn't pick up on it before if you go to brotheoproject.com mm-hmm. I as of October you know, ninth or tenth, he's still doing that uh, that Kickstarter, and it's still open for a little bit. I know this is going to age poorly, but I don't care. I really yeah. hope people will go visit it. If this is way after the Kickstarter is closed, just go look for Ted Gould or Son of a Base on social media, and mm-hmm. you know, pick up on his YouTube, on his Instagram, whatever the case is. He is a fantastic player. He was a great guest, and I'm hoping that we're going to have him on again next year at some point uh, yeah. in season three because it was just so much fun and and he's just like he's that epitome of a 
blue collar, you know, working bass player. It's a working bass man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get all the all the real deal comes from Ted. Like yeah. and an educator too. Yeah. Yeah. He knows how to pass on the lessons in a way that makes sense. Yep. So so Dave, like we're gonna I guess let's let's kind of delve into how we wanted to talk about our closing episode. I mean, we said we kind of wanted to revisit yeah. just a couple of the themes that we talked about over the course of the season and maybe just, you know, kind of look back on, on what we've been doing and, you know, see if something has resonated, you know, with you or with me and then maybe see yeah. if that, that comes out to the, to the listeners, uh, in the same way. Yeah. I think it's fun for us to, to look back on, on the, the entire season and there's a lot that happened. I mean, there were, I think there were a lot of really good topics that we touched on, really good feedback that we got. There yeah. were a lot more episodes that we did that were based on the 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 feedback and the requests from our listeners um, that I think really made it kind of cool and special in a way. And some of those were really like my favorite episodes. So that's yeah. that's huge. I mean, I think like that's that's something that I'm not sure every listener necessarily appreciates. They're like, oh. You know, I'm sure there are people writing in all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. we, yeah, we get listener mail, but we certainly don't get like, it's, you know, we're not buried to the point that like we can't respond individually to everybody. So, yeah. you know, I would encourage people who are out there, you know, feel free to email us and let us know your thoughts about a topic. Let us know if there's something you'd like to hear us cover. We're always open to that. And yeah, we had like, I think, I think we maybe did one or two like that last season. Then I think this season we probably did like five, four yeah. or five that were like that. Yeah. And I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if we got 10 of them next season, mm -hmm. I'd be, you know, happy as a pig in mud. Yeah. So yeah. I think that'd be great. Yeah. So, so what, like, what did we have like a particular listener episode that you were like really fond of or that? Yeah. Like I resonated? started. So when I thought back, I started making connections of kind of, bigger overall themes that hit a couple of our topics. Yeah. And one of them, um, one of the topics that I had basically was just this idea of our behavior as a musician. Right. And I know we, I know we did pieces on this in, in season one, but you know, in, in this season we touched on one of the big one, which, which was actually like a, um, a, a listener request, which is around emotional etiquette. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And how we like deal with tough, situations within a band not just as a bassist but really as a musician and as a teammate yes and then you and i kind of went down this whole piece around crucial conversations which right. just so happened to be a topic that we both just by chance like spent some time with yeah um and it was a great for me it was a good reminder of like hey these are things i have to keep in you know in practice and in working order and continue to tweak like as, as I move forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that really is, I mean, that kind of goes to the heart, I think of what we try and do on this podcast. I mean, there are plenty of places where you can go online and you can mm -hmm. learn about, uh, the music theory behind what you're doing or the technique behind, yeah. you know, how to mechanically be a better player, yep. like how to alter your, your stance or your, um, you know, your, your, your grip, your fingerings, right. et cetera, et cetera. But what I think this podcast is really about is that other, like the other 50% or 70% that people don't talk about, yeah. which is like, you know, 
how do you become the good hang yeah. at the gig or at rehearsal? How do you become the person that people are going to call back and that you're yeah. going to be in demand? Um, and you know, how do you pick up some of the skills that are going to serve you just in any part of your life? It's That's not right. even just about bass playing, but you can take these things that are skills, just general life skills. Yep. And then how does that play out in the role of a bass player in a band or a musician. That's that right. Matter, right. That's like that's, right. that's really what we're all about. Yeah. And I loved how like in our, in, in the two, four episodes, but in the two interviews that we had with, with Igor Saavedra, right. Yeah. And Ted Gold, the both of them really spent time around this and they're different musicians. Yeah. Very, very different. You couldn't find like, well, you probably could, but I mean, they are, yeah, they're, they're on, really they're on different spectrums yeah, of yeah. of the of the working man. They're both like they're both blue collar. Like they're you both know. doing it. Like they're both putting in the time every yep. day. And you know, for those who didn't tune in, Igor is you know he's a guy who plays solo bass yep. pretty much. He hasn't you know he plays eight string bass, yep. you know effects, and it's very you know very composed. And he's a guy who's very you know um, extremely savvy about um, like these these the higher like the higher forms of theory and how mm-hmm. you know how he applies that right on the other hand yeah you know, then you've got ted who also very savvy about theory and sure. he's been to music school and he knows all that stuff but he's taken it in a very different direction yeah which is like you know holding it down right in a variety of acts from like you know yep. national acts that you've heard all the way down to like you know local you know, the local band that's right. entertaining it, you know, down in the French quarter or whatever. And both of them, like when you think of Igor, I just kept thinking about how he's networking in a way, like he's yeah. literally created a whole, um, just a, you know, a career at a base of networking and touring and doing all of these like performance pieces and yeah. just throughout the world. Right. Out of his like, and you could tell like, in 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 the conversation like just the kindness right right like that right. part of him that's just like wow like not only is he an amazing bass player but like he's giving something to you like yeah. when you're listening yeah. he's giving something back generous and really nice yeah. just a friendly guy both of them and are, both of you them know, are like they're both like that's the that's the commonality is like yeah they both knew like innately, they mm-hmm. both knew how to live a life of gratitude yep. and realizing like, here is what I'm here to do. And, you know, yep. yes, it's about the art and yes, it's about the music, but it's also about being the best version of myself because, right. you know, that's what you see for the hour or two hours or three hours that right. you see me, right? It's not about all this other stuff. Like I may be worried about this or that or the other thing, yep. but- you're there for this version of me and I need to be that best version right. for that time. Right. Yeah. I mean, super powerful. And, you know, and both those guys like to see two guys share that, that, that part of the philosophy of just, yeah. you know, being generous and giving, like, it really is a lesson that, you know, you do have to kind of step back and think about like, why am I doing this? Yep. And always keep that in mind. Like, 
you know, the people who are out there to see, they could, they could be doing anything. That's right. Like not that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they, they don't have to be there. No. Yeah. <laughs> they have other, they have other places they could go. Right. You're being paid to be there. Right. They could be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. And, and it's funny that, mm. so you mentioned that, you know, that, that emotional part of it or that, that professionalism. And, uh, I think this is something that I really liked also about hearing these voices that were people other than us. Um, you know, I, yeah. I really want to have guests in season three. I've got, you yeah. know, I've got a couple in mind, you know, Dave and I are, have been talking about them and you know, we definitely will have that happen in, in season three. And it may not be people that folks are necessarily going to think about, like it, it, we might surprise you, like, I, and and I think you know we'll probably profile a couple a couple bassists next season. I uh, I don't know I don't know how you, this is the first time we've talked about it like literally right here yeah. live. We're gonna just you know, <laughs> we're just riff gonna on brainstorm this. right. Yeah, like I you know I've been thinking about this, and one of the things I think that's come to mind is mm-hmm. trying to expose maybe a little bit of a like lesser known bass players or lesser appreciated players. Mm. Right. I don't mean like super obscure. But what I mean is maybe going beyond like Getty and Jocko and Cliff Burton and, you know, yeah. uh, Marcus Miller and, um, you know, the, uh, you know, Charles Mingus and, you know, all of these other folks like monsters. I think yeah. if we, if we could, if we could get like find some people in, in maybe popular or modern music mm-hmm. over the last few decades that are, are amazing, but maybe yeah. people haven't quite spent that much time on. I think that could be really interesting. Yeah. And, it, and we might, uh, here's what I was thinking, you know, and again, I'm springing this on Dave, but like, mm. you know, maybe we'll do something where, I don't know, we pull out a few of their great works. Like you would find yeah. somebody who's like this. I would find somebody's like this. And we like eat, like we compile some tracks and then we hand yeah. them over so that the other person can kind of like learn and get to know it. And, and then kind of feel out how that resonates with each of us when we yeah. come back and, and do our episode. Yeah, you know I, I mean? like that. Like, I think that was one of the things huh. that worked about the Getty episode. It, uh-huh. Like, Getty didn't need another episode about Getty Lee. Like, there's a million people right. who know he's a great bass player. But I think the thing that I loved about that was, like, hearing your take on it. Yeah. Like, as yeah. somebody who wasn't, like, buried in his music for, right. you know, a right. decade or whatever. Yeah, I really dug that, and I think I think it would be fun from to do that where you pick somebody, yeah, that you've been really influenced by who's off the beaten path, sure, and then like let's look into that person and then dig in ovure as they say, yeah, if if you speak French badly as I do, <laughs> that's how you say it. I like that. Yeah. Let's so yeah, so that's that's one of the things I was thinking about, and you yeah. know, we talked about like the, you know, habits and productivity and, but again, I think really, you know, part of that voice also comes from our listeners, like you said. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. What, so what's another, what's another thing that resonated from, for you from this season? I think for me, there was another, for me, there was another like vast category of just thinking about ourselves as an asset, as, as a bassist. Yeah. Definitely like more toward the, I guess some of the topics that we covered were around like being the student, right? Like looking at ourselves as an asset. And right. the, and and that to me coupled right in with that time blocking piece that really like 
is very like it really fit right in line, I think, with our practical base theme of thinking about how we're going to make this thing happen, how you improve like the quality of your craftsmanship, right? Which is it's like the other side. It's like you you need to be the the person, you need to be the behavior, but you have to you also have to bring like the work to the table. You have yeah. to bring the craft to the table. And there was something that resonated with me, I think, um, some pieces that that Ted, and, and this is like just off the top of my head, but Ted was talking about sort of like not being, knowing when you're not the right fit for a gig, yeah. right? Like saying like, hey, I'm not your guy. Right. You know, or when do you stretch? Like it's it's good to stretch. Yes. If you feel like, and you'll only know if you're ready for it, if you're in that practice mode and you know, like you're very honest with yourself. Yeah where your craft is at. Yeah. Like and, you don't want to turn down, like you don't want to turn down a gig that's going to make you stretch. Right. But what you don't want to do is take a gig that you have no possibility of being remotely close to ready for. Right. And all you're going to do is embarrass yourself. Damage your, the damage your reputation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like there, you know, I remember reading, I wish I could find this article. I remember reading a long time ago and it was probably in a, a very early issue of bass player, which mm-hmm. honestly I probably still have. I think I have my whole collection still <laughs> of that magazine. And I remember there being a, an issue that one of the articles talked about reasons why you take a gig. Right. And reasons that you don't. Uh-huh. Right. This one, I think concentrated more on reasons to take a gig. Yeah. And, you know, there are reasons to take a gig. Like, of course, you know, pay. Everybody thinks about pay. But you always have to balance that out. Like, is it pay for something that you can do? Or are you picking up up a paycheck that is well-earned, right? And or might lead to other opportunities later. Mm -hmm. Or are you picking up easy money that is going to come once and you just destroyed the income stream, right? Right. Another thing about it was... Are you going to get a chance to play with somebody that you've always wanted to play with? And maybe that balances out. Like you're not going to be paid very much, yeah. but it's an amazing opportunity to network right. that really could pay off. Yeah. And then there are other times where you get gigs where people are like, oh, yeah, but it's a, such a huge opportunity to be seen when really it's not. All you're doing is basically you're lowering your – your market value, mm. you're not making much of an opportunity for yourself. Right. Like, you know, an example would be, you know, going to open jams, right? right? I think that open jams have their place and I, d- I definitely do mm-hmm. some of them. Um, I do some of them to stay connected to people I care about yep. in the local scene, uh, you know, just to show up and, and, and be part of the, the group that's yeah. there. And so I do them once in a while, but I don't do a lot of them because- you know, I, I do have other things to do with my time. And one of them is going and being paid for, you know, for gigs. Right. So, you know, I'll do like one or maybe two of those a month. Yeah. And that's, and that's pretty much it. And there are times though, to take Mm -hmm. free gigs, like a benefit because you're going for a worthy cause. Right. And you're, you're, you're doing it for a good reason. It's not a, it's not a reason of like, you know, given free entertainment to a venue, right. you're going because, you know, there, there's 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 a benefit for your heart. There's a benefit for other people who That's are right. in need. Yeah, right. Those are good reasons. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I think there's more on that list. I can't remember all of them, but basically the, the point of the article was that there are reasons to take gigs. They're not always the same. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to balance like one will be low and it'll be high on the other marks. Right. And what you have to do is you have to be honest with yourself about where that gig is and you know, why you're taking it, know why you're taking right. the gig. And if you right. can't, if you can't like enumerate that value in some way, yeah, maybe you need to think about whether you should do that or not. Right. Yeah. And if you're just doing it just because it's fun, like that's okay. Yeah. There's but just nothing, know it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think just that, know where it is. Yeah. There are gigs that you take just because it's going to be a fun hang or yeah. whatever. And, uh, you know, I think the people that I know who are, are pros that I really respect they're not above doing something like that, but they won't do it often, right? right? And it yeah. has to be for the right reasons. That's right. If you find that you're doing a lot of that, like you're doing, you know, all you're doing is kind of free gigs. Well, I mean, maybe you can do that when you're 16 or something like that or 18, but, yeah. you know, as you as you mature as a player, mm-hmm. right, your goal should be higher. Like you, you your time is worth money and, yeah. and you should be, you know, compensated for that one way or the other, either emotionally because you're doing something that's really good for other people yeah. or it has some other payoff or, you know, or because you're getting a good paycheck out of it. That's right. Right. And yeah. if you're, yeah, and if you're, if your goal really is to be working doing this stuff, then pay should always be on your mind. Right. It doesn't mean you have to be paid for everything, but when you're not getting paid, there needs to be a really good reason. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yes, yeah. that definitely like a, a, a resonant, a resonant bit. And, yeah. So anything else that uh anything else that comes to mind for you from from I mean, this season? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I think to that kind of in that scope also um and I don't know if it's just something that I've been thinking about, but it's like this whole idea of, you know, bettering your craft but also understanding that it's not necessarily um it's there, there are so many amazing bases out there right now, right? Like all you have to do is go yeah. onto YouTube and just like go down the wormhole, start from one like monster that's out there that's like 13 years old, killing it. And next thing you know, like six hours later, you're just like knee deep in all these other musicians. And it can be really daunting. I mean, yeah, yeah. even like for someone that's been playing for 20, 30 years, you look at this and you're like, man, like- What do I have to give? Yeah, like, what do I have? Holy moly. And that's where like, for me, it just goes back and forth. Like, okay, but you know what? Be well balanced, like know your craft, be good at what you do. Like just stay focused on it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be over the top unless if that's like your thing. Like if you're really niche and you do something like- outside the box cool do that be you be whatever like whatever you are as a basis like bring that to the table yeah and fine-tune that like everybody doesn't have to be igor Saavedra, right everybody doesn't have to be ted gould exactly right like you have your you have your unique blend yeah that you're bringing to the table know what that is yeah and know how to capitalize it and take those opportunities yeah Think about like when you go out and you see maybe bassists that maybe you do know or don't know that well, but you just see them getting a lot of gigs. And then maybe like you look at it and you think, yeah, they're not doing anything that special. Yeah. But maybe they are, right? Like maybe they're holding that bad boy down. Yeah. Maybe they're super consistent at like what they bring to the table. 
maybe they don't bring a lot of drama. Yeah. Right. Maybe they, maybe they help out with gear. Maybe they help out with booking with all these different like bands. Maybe they're just like whatever, or maybe there's something that you're not seeing even within the craftsmanship. That's like, Oh, they don't play that many notes because like they've gone to a different, they've taken a different path. Yeah. Like Like they know, like this guy knows how to make, like he's playing half as many notes as anyone else. Yeah. But he knows how to make each one of those count for twice as much. Right. Like (laughs) his, his value of like dollar per note is way better. Yeah. (laughs) That's efficiency, man. (laughs) Too many notes. (laughs) He wiggles his fingers way less than I do. Oh Man. man. Yeah, no. so those those are kind of the things, and, and they're kind of they're they're you know they're all interrelated somewhat. But that's really what I came out with from from this season. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. I mean, I think my the last thing I would add to yeah. that is, you know, the the area, and maybe this is less about the person, mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit about the gear, right? Because we right. also explore a bit about gear. I, I know do. that there are a lot of bass players out there who are, you know, they're gearheads. Yeah, my you know my thing is I kind of give up when it comes to, like reading on the internet what other people think things sound like right that's it's a terrible way to live your life and i mean if if any of you are like addicted to like any of the internet forums where they just debate gear it is the worst way to spend your time like take all that time turn off your computer go sit down and play bass even if it's like no effects and no other gear you know just your time could not be worse right. spent than that. No one can tell your ears what to hear. Right. So, you know, trust yourself. And yeah. as you, you know, as you mature as a player and mature as a listener, you're going to get better at choosing the right things for you. That's right. You know, because you have to forge your own, your own road. But, but we do yeah. cover some gear, right? And, uh-huh. and I think the thing that I liked, you know, one of the episodes I know that was really popular with listeners, like, beyond i think any other episode on gear that we've yeah. done to this point was we did this episode on compressors where we kind of like we had sound clips yep. that you could hear the difference in what was happening with the bass and yeah. that was a big hit and maybe we'll figure out a way to do that like we'll find a you know mm-hmm. record down like a dry sample and run that through some effects to actually show the differences yeah. You know, to the listener. Yeah. So we'd like to know, you know, if you're, that. if you're interested in something like that, like I'm not even sure what those effects would be yet. Mm-hmm. I think one of them might be like, we haven't really talked about EQ. Like we talked about compression. Right? EQ is another big part of the arsenal yep. before you ever get to, you know, bizarre combinations of crazy pedals and all sorts of, you know, stuff going on to make your sound all spacey. Even before that, just EQ yep. can really change what you do with your it's bass. True. So, I mean, you know, we might go into something like that. There are all sorts yeah. of other, you know, there are all sorts of other effects that we could, we could probably cover. And, you know, even talking yeah. about, you know, the gear that you use in the studio or your rehearsal space, yep. to listen back to what you're doing or to you know, make your rehearsals as good as they can be. That's right. So, yeah, we, I, I'm sure that we're going to, we're going to explore some of that as well. And, and again, if people have, if people in the listening audience have ideas or suggestions for what they'd like to hear, we're all ears, right? We, we definitely want to listen to you um, and, and have you feel like you're part of part of the show, part of the programming. 
of practical base. Yeah, we, yeah, we're all in it together. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think when we get those listener requests, it, if nothing else, it gets us to talk about it and think like, oh yeah, I didn't like. I've never even really thought about that. But yeah. that's like that's a killer idea. Like that's something we can totally get into. Yeah. And sometimes it just happens that we end up talking about it. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, well, that's. And that's, that's an episode. Yeah, we kind of like further our own knowledge a bit yeah. and kind of just bring it in and say, okay, well, we've done some research and here's what we found, right? Because yeah. And then you guys don't have to spend like three hours figuring out who to trust on the internet or yeah. whatever. That's right. <laughs> of course, then they're trusting us, but I'd like to think that we're, we've been around enough now that we we kind of know what we're doing a bit. We try to keep each other honest. Yeah, we do. We do. Keep it keep around. That's what we do. Real recognize real. So yeah, I mean that's yeah that's that's how we play. That's it, man. Uh, well, so I guess that is all we have to say. I think for this season, we have we've kind of said everything we meant to for season two, and yeah, uh, you know we're gonna to take some time off. Obviously, we're coming into the winter here in North America, and uh, we're gonna be off doing things for holidays and. We have gigs and projects, all sorts of fun stuff like that. Uh, but we will be back next spring. Practical Base will return. Oh, like, yeah. Like James Bond. That's right. We will return for season three in 2019. And uh, we hope that you will keep tuned to our feeds. And we might drop a little something off here or there as, as time allows. Or if we, we run across something fun to share with you guys, we will uh, we will definitely do that. Little teasers. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? So, uh, yeah. Stay tuned until then. Um if you would like to help us out during this time, yeah. uh, we hope that you will feel free to share the podcast uh, with other musicians, especially bass players, but not limited to bass players in any way. Uh, we like to think that we're open to musicians of all walks of life here and, uh, and, and people of all walks of life. Like we're, we're very egalitarian here, yeah. I think. It's, it's part of the pride of being a bass player is it's all about giving back and Man, being open to everybody, being open to everybody's groove. So we want to be into your groove too, and we hope you're into ours. And so we hope you'll share this with other with other folks. Uh, you can find us on the web at practicalbase.com. Email us at podcast at practicalbase.com. You can find us at Facebook, at Twitter, at uh, Google Plus, as long as that's running, I guess, until it shuts down. Uh, uh, Tumblr, uh, Instagram. I mean, we're all over the place. You know, look us up, look for practical base. If you want to subscribe to the podcast and know when season three drops our first episode, or if we drop any bonus tidbits over the winter time, uh, you can subscribe by going to practicalbase.com and hit the subscribe link to look at the page that will tell you how to subscribe with your smartphone with your computer whether it's a mac pc whatever the case may be iphones android devices we are everywhere out there we're on itunes we're on apple podcasts we're on google podcasts we're on uh soundcloud i we're everywhere just go look us up just look for a practical base it's not that hard you'll find us hit subscribe you get a fresh episode delivered to you when season three drops in the meantime we hope you'll enjoy going back through our archives you can find those at our website as well and uh, until 2019 uh, or 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 sooner if we need to get before that i'm paul freels and i'm dave guzman this has been practical base thanks for listening